This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Hi, this is George Thomas from the Akron Beacon Journal in Gannett. I'm with uh, Stu Dorshuk of the Canton Repository, Nick Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal, Brown's beat writer, and Beacon Journal columnist Marla Reidenauer. And we're here to break uh, break down, I don't know what to call that monstrosity we witnessed, but I'm going to have you guys give it a shot. I mean, one game, what do, what do you guys take from one game so far? Well, I look at it uh, like this. I, I wasn't expecting the Browns to beat the Ravens. Um, you know, the Ravens are one of the uh, franchises in the, in the NFL best known for continuity. Uh, John Harbaugh in his 13th season now. And Kevin Stefanski, a new head coach, uh, the Browns, obviously, with a total lack of continuity uh, since 1999, really, especially under uh, Jimmy and D. Haslam's ownership. And uh, here we are with an, another new coaching staff. And in this season, we've talked about it a lot, but it, it, it seems like it played out to really illustrate the fact that the Browns were behind the eight ball this pandemic season. They had all their offseason practices wiped out. They had the preseason wiped out. And a team like the Ravens that has this longtime head coach these established systems and schemes just completely embarrass the Browns. Offense. What do they got to deal with offensively? First of all, I mean, that Stefanski is an, they trade an offensive coach. What has to be done there? I think, uh, George, if you, um, look at the man who has to play way better than he did last year and should be expected to play, uh, well, as the number one overall pick is Baker Mayfield. And the Mayfield I saw today pretty much throughout uh, didn't uh, look much more cohesive and, and, and with it and in tune and spontaneous and magical than he did uh, through way, way too much of last year. He showed some of that uh, as a rookie. And where that went last year, I don't know. And where that performance today came from, I don't know. But to me, Mayfield simply didn't look good. Everything flowed from from that, and uh, then this is a a, a whole a new can of worms and another can of worms. But uh, I came away from last year concluding that it was a disaster for John Dorsey to have uh, picked up uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, I'm still there after watching today's game, and I don't need to explain to anybody who watched the game uh, what Odell did or didn't do today. But uh, he really hurt the team. I do think he. Baker sort of slipped into last year's mode too, where he, there was a stretch where he was forcing the ball to Odell, that huge drop pass by Odell. And I think it was third and two right before the half. To me, that was the non play of the game. I mean, the play they didn't make that could have changed things if they kept that drive alive. So I'm kind of with you there, but I guess I was kind of mystified 
I mean, Hunt had 72 yards rushing and Chubb 60 and you still, you know, and still I'm with you, Steve. Like I think Baker had five days last year where that were worse than this, but this was looked like the old Baker. Yeah, the Odell drop was crucial. Um, it was third and two and he's at the 20 yard line for a first down and he, and he, it just goes right off his hands. And then, uh, Austin Seibert had a day from hell too. He missed a 41 yard field goal on the next play. I don't think they can roll with him Thursday night. This is a segment of special teams. Special teams were atrocious off, off also. I mean, just all three phases, but, um, you know, he missed an extra point and that 41 yard field goal. And they have Cody Parkey on the on the practice squad. So Kevin Stefanski was asked, "Hey, you're basically going to go to Cody Cody Parkey?" And he says, "Right, well, you know, I expect Austin to make those kicks. He has to make those kicks." Isn't it? It's kind of weird that for a kicker to be on the hot seat in the first game of the season. Um, yeah, but he had he had he had some struggles last year. He was uneven in training camp, and um, Andrew Barry didn't draft him. John Dorsey did so. Throw all that in the hopper, and uh, that's surprising. Defensively, did we like anything we saw out there today? Steve? Nothing for me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting to uh, – I really didn't like anything I saw from the standpoint that uh, – you no, know, Nate, uh, you mentioned uh, Dorsey uh, drafted Cyber, uh, not the current regime, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know that uh, – the new regime acquitted itself for a while enough and and sending out players who uh, look like they can help the team this year. And, and some of those were on defense. There were three specific uh, matchups that I put in my notes. I don't want to uh, uh, misquote myself uh, without my notes right in front of me, but there were three different new guys who were in uh, mismatches uh, against uh, Ravens receivers and the other guys are wide open. And the, uh, the, the new guys uh, just uh, didn't look like capable of uh, rising to the occasion. But uh, it was kind of a, the imperfect uh, storm of uh, the, the coaching uh, plan wasn't very good. Uh, Baltimore was exploiting matchups uh, uh, all, all day in, in the past game. And, uh, and uh, there, there was nothing uh, cohesive looking about the Browns defense. Uh, maybe right through the entire game after Ogan Joby made uh, an early stop. He did that. He said, oh, okay. They just needed to get their feet wet. But uh, no, uh, their feet are still in quicksand right now. And excuse my uh, ignorance because I was writing half the game, but, I mean, did you really see Miles, the pass rush? I mean, it didn't seem like it phased Lamar at all. I mean, I feel like if that's the strength of your team, they got to do more. I mean, they got to they gotta get their names called. They got to they – gotta, they got to make an impact. And I really didn't feel like it's almost like Jackson sloughed them off and it was no big deal. Well, they, they, they flushed them a few times, but I don't think the Browns got their first sack until it came from a defensive back. So Javier Thomas. Yeah. On a, a blitz. So that's legitimate argument. I, I just wonder how much the, the, the fact that the, the, the defensive backfield looks like a mass unit right now even before coming into this game, played into it. Yeah, miss, missing Greedy Williams uh, undoubtedly was was a problem. And uh, George, uh, you're uh, of a mind to give the new regime uh, a pass for all the COVID stuff and the uh, lack of uh, 
I didn't say no, no. I, I didn't say no. pass. I said <laughs> okay, okay. I misquoted you, but any, anyway, Williams isn't there, and uh, Delpit isn't there, and uh, and I will give uh, the new regime a semi pass in that uh, maybe those uh, those guys that kept uh, Williams and brought in uh, Delpit had neither one, uh, and it, it sure looked like. Uh, the Ravens knew uh, from the start of the game that those two guys weren't on the field and that there were going to be mismatches, and, and they created them all day and uh, just killed the Browns. Yeah, I, I give the Browns a pass for losing because I just never thought that they could come and beat one of the better teams in the NFL um, under these circumstances, the COVID circumstances, to, to put it uh, in a short phrase. But I sure do not give the Browns a pass for just looking completely inept I don't want to pass for three uh, turnovers, eight penalties, uh, the, a drop third and two, two missed kicks, uh, a fake punt that went horribly wrong uh, early, uh, you know, gambled on bit Kevin Stefanski right away. So I, I guess I, I give them a pass if they were to lose this game because I, I thought there was no way. But I, I, I don't give them a pass for looking so bad. This was like, you know, it wasn't 18 penalties like last year's opener with Freddie Kitchens. But to me, it felt like a, a, a disaster of of that, uh, you know, that ilk. It, it really, it was bad, ugly, very ugly, brutal. One throwaway question for Marla: What did that fake punt remind you of? National championship, Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh well, I mean, I don't really want to get on Stefanski's case for gambling occasionally, but boy, I mean. You know, obviously it blew up in his face. And um, I was thinking more about where the ball was to do that. Right. Right. I mean, it didn't seem like the situation. I mean, I granted, I agree with Nate. I picked him to get blown out, but not this badly. But I I do kind of question the timing and the field position um, to maybe you're looking for a spark. If you're looking for a spark, I'd, you know, me, I'd rather throw the bomb on the first play of the game than call for a fake punt. All right, guys, I think we all have writing to do. That's going to be it for this week. We'll be back next week. And, well, whoa, it'll be next Thursday. Late yeah, in- like four days. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you then um, early in the morning, I guess. Uh, you guys, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you.